This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Three new infrastructure projects have been announced by Governor Ivey this week. The new projects will be funded by the gas tax that's collected as a result of the Rebuild Alabama Act. The projects are all happening in Jefferson County. The first will widen Interstate 65 from Alabaster to Calera to six lanes. The second project involves a new interchange between I-459 in Birmingham and Alabama Highway 150. And the third project involves I-459 being widened from Chalkville Mountain Road to Trustville. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth has been pushing for the widening of Interstate 65 all the way from Huntsville to Mobile. Ainsworth took to social media to praise this latest move, saying that widening the area is the first step. The drop of 1% on all state grocery sales tax goes into effect today. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth is pledging to see the tax reduced down to zero over time. Alabama passed a law this year that begins the incremental decline of sales tax by 1% each year, just so long as the Education Trust Fund continues to see a growth of 3.5% each fiscal year, which is where the grocery sales tax revenue was going. Food that will be part of the tax cut are defined by the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program known as SNAP and excludes hot prepared foods, alcohol, and tobacco. The mayor of Orange Beach is telling Gulf Coast residents to call the governor if they're unhappy with the increase in the toll amount to use the Beach Express Bridge. That toll bridge fare went up from $275 to $5 for vehicles, but Orange Beach residents were excluded. The fee for them remains at $1. Orange Beach Mayor Tony Kennan says the sudden jump in price is all because of a recent decision by the Alabama Supreme Court to rule in favor of the Alabama Department of Transportation and its project to build a competing bridge in that area. Kennan spoke about it to 1819 News Editor-in-Chief Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 Automobile. Well, we all knew that was going to happen. Uh, John Cooper knew that was going to happen. They told us it was going to happen. And uh, why would it not happen? If they have a, a now have an expiration date on their toll bridge, and that's the only way I know how to describe it, their goal is to make as much money as they can between now and the time the state thinks it's a price that they're worth condemning. So, uh, you know, what bothers me is people's raising came. You know what? You need to be calling the governor's office because they're the ones who walked away from our negotiated free toll for everybody in Baldwin County. That was a done deal. All the state had to do was sign on. And they walked away from it to build their bridge knowing that this toll was going to go through the roof and probably for the next, I guess, three years. A large crowd of 200 Dale County residents showed up at a Wednesday night meeting with the Library Board of Trustees over the young adult book section. Some residents are seeking that certain books that are sexually explicit in nature or LGBTQ themed be moved to the adult section. The mayor of Ozark, Mark Blankenship, has even gone so far as to advocate for defunding the library altogether, while Dale County Commissioner Adam Effinger is requesting that at least two books be moved to the adult section based on the content that he documented and presented to the library board. During the four-hour meeting, one woman read a section from one of the books and pleaded with residents to utilize the process of filing an official complaint to the library board. The board will now begin to discuss a new policy in moving these books to the adult section, and then they'll have that policy reviewed by an attorney before they vote on it in their next meeting. 
Meanwhile, the Alabama Library Association is pushing back at any efforts within the state to remove or relocate the books for minors that have sexually explicit content. The ALLA is a state chapter of the nationwide organization, the American Library Association. The national organization has a director who is a self-proclaimed lesbian Marxist, Emily Drabinsky. The ALLA released a statement this week denouncing any attempts to regulate or limit the books in children or teen sections, calling it censorship and suppression that places barriers to learning and undermines intellectual freedom. The ALLA said that they also acknowledge the right and responsibility of parents and guardians to guide the reading choices of their children. Narcan is coming to a pharmacy or store near you. Narcan is the brand name, Nalazone is the drug, and it will now be available over-the-counter to be used to reverse an opioid overdose if applied in a timely manner. The sale of Narcan will start in big-box stores first and then move down to smaller stores like gas stations, grocery stores, and local pharmacies. The drug is being made available to help in the fight against drug overdoses that have increased in Alabama and throughout the nation. The Food and Drug Administration approved the use of a 4-milligram nasal spray of Narcan as an over-the-counter option. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. National News, Hurricane Idalia turned into a tropical storm while traveling through the states of Georgia, South, and North Carolina. As a tropical storm, Idalia dumped a whole lot of water on those states, causing flooding and water damage throughout the southeast, also leaving around 500,000 homes without power. The storm is expected to move out with winds of 60 miles per hour and into the Atlantic Ocean by Friday morning. The hurricane hit the Big Bend area of Florida with winds of 125. When it comes to the disaster in Maui, Hawaii, the numbers are coming in slowly but are believed to be headed towards a 1,000 people at least that lost their lives in those fires. One resident in Lahaina spoke to Breitbart News saying that search crews have found 450 bodies but have not released that number until identities have been established. This resident believes that many of the fatalities will be children since school had been canceled that day and many parents left their kids at home while they headed to work. One resident of Lahaina, Robin Muto, posted a video to social media. It's really bad out here. It's really bad. I don't know how much is on the media. I haven't had a minute to look at the media, but um, people are finding whole families in cars that are just charcoal and fried. Um, my best friend, Michelle, her friend, her brother's uh, family just in the car. They find the car and they find mom and dad in the front seat and the three kids in the back. Down in Georgia, Donald Trump entered a not guilty plea to the charges coming from the Fulton County District Attorney for his challenging of the 2020 presidential election results. 18 other attorneys and aides to Trump were charged as well by way of RICO conspiracy charges. Trump waived his right to have the arraignment read to him in court, which means his next showing in Fulton County will be the first week of September on the 6th. That hearing will be in the Fulton County Superior Court, and other defendants in this case will be at that courthouse on the same day. Hearings will be conducted in 15-minute increments. One of the defendants in this case is a Georgia resident, Harrison Floyd, who instead of being granted bond, as was done for the 17 other defendants, was placed in jail for several nights in the infamous Fulton County Jail. Floyd was the only black man of those defendants. He leads the group called Black Voices for Trump. Floyd has since been given bond and is out of the jail. He spoke about the whole experience on Newsmax with Greg Kelly. I uh, thought I was just going to check in like everybody else, but that was not the case. All I'm going to say is, is God was definitely with me. Um, when, I, when I stepped in that cell door and it closed behind me, I looked back and it said God first. And so 
there was a couple things I thought about while I was in there. One of them was Daniel in the lion's den. I want to say, first and foremost, that, you know, the conditions of that jail, the reason why it is the way it is, it's not because of the staff that works there. It's because of the failed leadership of Fulton County. They have not done a good job appropriating funds. I'm just grateful that I've been in the, I served in the United States Marine Corps Infantry and I've dealt with worse. Wow. But um, I, I really want to, if I can, Greg, um, just really stress um, for everyone out there, please, please pray for the inmates who are in that jail. Um, there are some folks who have been in there for two years now and still haven't got bond. Um, somehow Fulton County has gone from sharecropping and uh, convict leasing to doing what they're doing now, leaving folks in jail and making money off of them being in beds. So um, I'm very blessed and fortunate, and thank you to everyone who fought for me to get out, but there's still a lot of other people in there who really, really need to get out. The city of Uvalde, Texas, is filing a lawsuit against the Uvalde County District Attorney. This is the second lawsuit filed against DA Christina Mitchell. The lawsuit accuses her of covering up the mass shooting at the Robb Elementary School in 2022. The lawsuit specifically names a private investigator who was hired to look into the police response during that school attack, which left 19 fourth graders and two teachers shot to death after 400 law enforcement officers arrived at the scene but waited 77 minutes to go and take on the shooter. This lawsuit seeks to release the investigator's findings, as well as all relevant records from every law enforcement agency involved. Uvalde Mayor Don McLaughlin said point blank that he believes that D.A. Mitchell is engaging in a cover-up of the Rob School tragedy and called on her to resign immediately. Over in Indiana, the American Civil Liberties Union is filing a lawsuit against the state for not allowing a convicted murderer to get a transgender surgery done while in prison. Jonathan Richardson was found guilty of shaking his 11-month-old stepdaughter to death back in 2001. Richardson has since decided that he's a she and changed his name to Autumn Cordellone in 2020. The ACLU is challenging a law that was passed in July of this year in Indiana that bans the use of state or federal funds for transitioning inmates. The ACLU claims the state is discriminating and refusing to pay for the surgery is a deliberate indifference to a serious medical need. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.